Good morning. Y'all ain't ready for me. But I'm just got to do what a brother got to do up in here. So here we go. Uh, if you got a Bible, go to Mark chapter 5. Put your finger there. Then go to the Old Testament, Psalms 23. Put your finger there. Go back to Mark chapter 5 and we're going to get started. If you've never seen me or heard me before, my name Reggie. Born and raised in the great state of Tennessee. But this weekend, I'm a missionary in that god-awful forsaken land called Alabama. <laughs> you should expect that from a volunteer. Go Vols. So here it is. Shut up. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you right now, I've had a great morning. And you're the third session. And I get to take a nap on a plane back to South Florida. So I'm laying it all out this session. So I don't know what campus you on. I don't know where you're from, but you're going to be all right. I'm going to start by letting y'all know. Somebody like, well, what are you? I am the biggest, blackest Hallmark greeting card from heaven you have ever seen in your entire life. And I'm here today to tell you God loves you, he knows you, he sees you, he knows what happened, and he can get you through it if you just let him. Somebody say amen. amen. The title of my sermon, you got to say it to somebody, all right? So everybody get ready, kind of loosen yourself up, get ready, because we're going to talk Southern right now. We're going to talk Tennessee, Alabama-like stuff here. Look at your neighbor and say, ain't no thing. Come on, look at your other neighbor and say it again. Say, ain't no thing. Now just run it all together and say, ain't no thing. I'm here to let you know by the time I'm done this morning with this sermon, no matter what you're going through today, no matter what has happened in your life, Ain't no thing when you got Jesus on your side. Ain't no thing when he's your shepherd. Ain't no thing when he's got you. Yeah, I'm just saying. So let's go to the Bible and figure out how I did this. Every time I say it, you got to say it back to me. Ain't no thing. I don't care what campus you're on. You might be watching this in Uganda. Ain't no thing in Uganda. Are y'all ready? Mark chapter 5, verse number 2. This is a crazy story. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know anybody in the world that preached this on a Sunday morning, but here I am. It says, when Jesus got out of the boat. Okay, I got to stop right there. There's another version of the Bible. It says this. When Jesus' foot hit the ground. Okay, talk about that for a second. His foot barely touched the ground and something crazy happens. When Jesus is in your life. You could just get up and start breathing because everything's going to be all right. Watch this. When he got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. Okay, now right there, we got a problem. Y'all know what a tomb is, right? So if he, this is the Bible's being nice. He came from the tombs. This brother was living in the graveyard. Another version of the Bible said he naked living in the graveyard. Now, you know, we all know people who got issues. We all know people who got some messed up up in the, but this dude, he takes the cake, icing, and everything. He naked, running around in the graveyard, and he runs up to Jesus. Obviously, he lives across the street from the cracker factory. The lights are on, but nobody's home. He's three french fries short of a Happy Meal, and his elevator don't reach the top floor. You know what I'm saying, all right? The brother crazy. 
But he runs up to Jesus and falls at his feet. If you're with me, say, "Mm mm-hmm. If you got this, say, ain't no thing. Now the Bible's going to explain this guy. It's going to break this man down. Now, before I read this, everybody look at Reggie. Before he was naked, grown, running around in the graveyard, he's somebody's son. Before he became a wild, crazy man, he was a boy. Hey, what did he do? What door did he open to make this happen? Some of you are like, I don't understand. What do you mean make this happen? Watch this. Verse 3. This man lived in the tombs, the graveyards, and no one could bind him anymore. Notice it says anymore. He was so crazy, they put chains on his brother thinking they can stop him. But he must have got a membership down at the YMCA because he learned how to break those chains. Because let's get verse 4. For he had often been chained hand and foot, and the chains he broke apart and tore the irons from his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Watch this. Night and day among the tombs in the graveyard and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. Oh, my goodness. But before you start pointing fingers at this, brother, can I ask you a couple of questions? How many of y'all can't sleep at night? How many of you stay up all night long worried, trying to figure it all out? How many of you, you can't, can't, I just, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. I don't know. Hey, you might still have clothes on, but you ain't in your right mind. I did not come here today to do anything except present the gospel in a way that it could change somebody's life. Because that's what it's all about. I could care less where you're from. I don't care what color skin you got. Because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. And what he does, I'm going to do. And that's the church's business right there. To seek and save the lost. Somebody walked in here with trouble. I don't know what your trouble is. I don't know what you're worried about. I don't know what's keeping you up at night. I don't know what's making you want to cut yourself. But here's what I do know. There is a God up above who looks down below and he cares about every person in this room and in every auditorium that can hear me speak. And if you let him, he could change it all today. Somebody say, ain't no thing. Come on, say, ain't no thing. I love this. When he saw Jesus at a distance, he ran and fell at Jesus' feet. This crazy, naked, wild man. He shouted at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? Don't torment me. The reason he did that, because when he was running over, Jesus pointed at the man and he says, come out of this man, you impure spirit. Verse 9, Jesus asked the man, what's your name? My name is Legion, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send him out into the area. Look at verse 11. A large herd of pigs, a large herd of pigs was grazing on a nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us into the pigs. Allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission for the impure spirits to come out of the man and go into the pigs. The herd of pigs, about 2,000. Everybody say 2,000. Come on, say 2,000. Rushed down a steep embankment into the lake and drowned themselves. Well, how you like to be the two brothers watching those pigs that day. 
So literally, literally, number one, I just need you to understand something. I've watched scary movies. I don't like scary movies. I don't do scary movies. How many of y'all love scary movies? Put your hand down. Be quiet, all right? You know why I don't like scary movies? Black people die first in scary movies. That's why I don't do that stuff. Not only that, the, the scary movies, they give the devil way too much credit. Give him too much credit. And this is going to be the truth because this really happened, okay? This dude said, we are legion for we are many. And there was 2,000 pigs. So literally 2,000 pigs drown which means there's 2,000 demons in a legion which means 2,000 demons could not stop one man from getting at Jesus feet somebody say ain't no thing come on say ain't no thing I don't know where you're from. I don't know the hurt, the pain, the sorrow. I don't know what's been taken care away from you. I don't know what it is, but here's what I do know. If you want Jesus, he's here. He's here. He's here for you. You got to step over the pain. You got to step over the sorrow. You got to step over yesterday. You got to step over the memory. See, that's the one thing we have. We remember everything we've done wrong. But did you know that the minute you say, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I'm sorry I've sinned against you. That he has amnesia. The brother can't remember what you did. Because the power of Jesus is so strong, it wipes away all sin when you ask him forgiveness. And he could do that for you. Step over. I love this story. The Bible says that the dudes watching the pigs ran to town, got all the people. People came out. They see the pigs floating up in there. That ain't good. That's the first recorded case of suicide. <laughs> I'm just going to like, I, did, I saved it to the last sermon. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. But here's what's crazy. You know what it says? It says this, that when the people came out, they found a man clothed and in his right mind, sitting by Jesus. I, I, I got two. I got a brother here. I got a brother there. That's all I need. There's two of us. And then we can go on this, all right? Here's the deal. Let the world watch you in pain. Let the world see your loss. But let the world find you clothed in your right mind, sitting by Jesus. Your testimony is nothing but what God is in your life. Step over it and let him help you. Somebody touch your neighbor and say, ain't no thing. Touch your other neighbor and say, ain't no thing. Are y'all good? I'm halfway through. We're going to beat the Baptists to the buffet today. They are not going to eat all the white chicken anymore, all right? Go to Psalms chapter 23, Psalms 23. Y'all know this one. Y'all know this. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. In one version of the Bible, it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Doesn't that sound cool? I don't need nothing. I got Jesus. I like the way I like that. They should have said that, though. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Because if you got nothing, you still got ING. But if you got nothing, you pull. With no R, you know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing. I lack nothing. No matter what I'm going through, I lack nothing. No matter what comes against me, I lack nothing. No matter what people say, I lack nothing. No matter what's on Instagram, I lack nothing. No matter what's going on in the world, I lack nothing. I can watch CNN and Fox, I lack nothing. No matter what's happening, I don't know what a variant is anyway, but I lack nothing. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I'm not being political. I'm just here to tell you what I came to do, to seek and save the lost. He said, I am the way, the truth. And he said, I am the light. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me along his path for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and staff, it comforts me. Hear me, people. I love that fourth verse four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it ain't nothing but a shadow. Y'all got it? Shadow ain't never broke your tooth. Shadow ain't never gave you a black eye. Shadow ain't nothing but something there to scare you. It could try to scare you. It could try to give you fear. But you know what fear is? Break it down. False expectations appearing real. It ain't real because you got Jesus. Everything's possible. The question we got to ask is, do you know him? Do you know him? In the middle of this hurt, do you know him? In the middle of the pain, do you know him? In the middle of your sorrow, do you know him? If you don't, this is a good day for you. And if you don't want to know him, you need to get your stuff and get as far away from my voice as you possibly can. Because the more you hear me speak, the more in jeopardy your nasty life is is being changed by Jesus. I'm just saying. Are you ready? There is a word in verse 4. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. T-H-R-O-U-G-H. Through. T-H-R-O-U-G-H, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Okay, that was for the old people, all right? T-H-R-O-U-G-H, through. Don't y'all get it? Don't you get it? No matter what it is, I've had it. Everybody has something they wish had never happened. Everybody has a day they wish they could change, a moment that they wish they could go back and say, everybody has those times when they say, why me? Why me? Why is this happening to me? Why me? I'm the son of a prostitute. My mom slept with a man for 20 bucks to get food for my brother, my two sisters. My mom kept my brother, my two sisters, but gave me away. I was raised by my mom's English teacher, whose husband was a school janitor. By 13, I didn't care about life anymore. At 3 a.m., I thought I wanted to die, so I started to cry, and my bedroom door opened. That school janitor walked into my room and told me that he loved me. All I know is this. It ain't nothing but a valley, and it ain't nothing but a shadow. You got to understand, the valley is where God comes to save us the mountain is where we go and we meet him but he's here to save us if we let him this morning he's here to save us why did you stop why did you stop in the pain why did you stop in the hurt why did you stop in that valley why did you pitch a tent and why in the world did you make a bonfire and start making s'mores listen to me you need to leave the tent you need to leave the fire you need to grab the graham crackers because they're good and come with me because we got to get out of here somebody look at your neighbor say ain't no thing come on say ain't no thing the only reason it's a thing is because you don't have jesus in your situation you just need Jesus. Yea, though I walk through the valley, through the valley, through the valley. You can walk through the valley this day. Now, if we can, just back up to verse 1, Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. That's all I want to do. The Lord is my shepherd. Y'all do know who wrote that, right? David? King David. But let's back up in his life. Before he was King David... He was just a son whose dad wouldn't let him go fight. His brothers got to go fight in the war, but his dad told him, you're too young, go watch the sheep. So while he's out watching sheep, his brothers are hiding from a giant. But while he's out watching sheep, even while you're watching sheep, something could go wrong. You can end up in a valley. 
The Bible says one day a bear came out and tried to kill a sheep. David didn't even think about it. He jumped between the bear and the sheep, ended up killing the bear and saving the sheep. Next day, a lion came out. Obviously, he didn't watch Fox News. He would have heard, don't be messing with that little shepherd boy. You could lose your life. But he jumped out, tried to get a sheep. So David jumped between the sheep and the lion. He killed the lion. But it says in the Bible, he never told anybody that. And I love this because guess what? These valleys, David knew what they were for. He knew what the hardship was for. He knew what the pain and the sorrow was for. So what did he do? He killed a lion and a bear in his private life so that when the day came, he could kill a giant in the public eye. That's what it's for. Hey, I'm giving y'all some good stuff today, all right? I'm just, y'all, I'm just, yes, I am. You can do it. You can do it because God wants your story to change the world. Everybody has a story. But my last part is simple. Come on, Mr. Keyboard Man. Come and help. Oh, all the campuses, Mr. Keyboard Man, come on up. <laughs> There's a keyboard guy in every campus. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> I love this because I saw this firsthand and, and it really did change my life. So I made it my last illustration before I pray for you. I went to South Africa. I do schools around the world, around the world, all around the world. And I love it. And I'm not able to say the name of Jesus, but kids know how to use the cell phone and they know how to Google. And if you Google Reggie Dabs, you're going to end up watching a sermon somewhere. And you're going to end up hearing me talk about Jesus. And it's going to change your life. See, I don't need to know how many people got saved last week. I just need to tell that story so that people can hear it. Because when I get to heaven, I don't know if you all understand this. There's two judgments. Hello? The first is, did I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior? We're going to take care of that today. The second is, after I got saved, what did I do with what I had? What did I do to seek and save the lost? So I don't need to know numbers. I care less about numbers. I care less in the room. I ended up two weeks ago. It was great. I walked in to do a, a meeting, and there was three people. The pastor, his wife, and his 12-year-old son totally ticked off that he had to come to this meeting. Those are the only people that showed up. Now, some of you would go, I thought you were some big-time speaker. So did I until that moment <laughs> but here's the deal Reggie ain't gonna lose so I started preaching and there's three people I sit in a chair in front of the pastor his wife and son and I started preaching the son starts crying the pastor starts crying and the wife goes stop you're talking to me I need to get right I'm falling away from God please lead me to Jesus right now I can't believe nobody else showed up and I can't hide anymore Letter to Christ, we went to McDonald's, I had a Big Mac, haven't had a Big Mac in about two and a half years, and I loved that day. Because you know what? The pastor says, hey, let's just go get some dinner. You don't have to speak. I went, no, nah, let me speak to your family. Inside, I was like, stupid people. Nobody showed up. What the world? But guess what? Don't matter how I feel, it's who he is. And he knew if there was a crowd, then that mom would hide. Don't hide no more. So here it is. I went to South Africa. I love South Africa. I'm speaking in schools. I'm having a blast. 
But I noticed halfway through the tour, it was a 14-day tour, but only 12 days of schools. So I looked at my guy that did the schools, and I said, look, if it's all right, I'm going to try to fly back home after we're done with the last school. He says, you can't, because we're taking you on a safari. I said, a who? He said, safari? I'm from Tennessee. We have a zoo in Knoxville where the elephant died three years before they put him in the cage, all right? We got two monkeys that throw poop at your head. I ain't going in. I said, what are you telling me? He goes, we have the greatest beast to roam the world. And we want to take you out to see it in their natural habitat. So how are you going to do that? He said, we have Jeeps. They have no doors, no windows, no roofs. And we're going to drive to where they are. And I went, wait a minute. So I'm in a Jeep with no doors, no roof, and no windows, no way to escape. And we're going to go to where they live. No, I'm good. I'm out. I'm all right. I've seen National Geographic. We're all right. He goes, you got to do it. It's cool. It's two days. We're going to have a blast. I'm going to tell you right now, it's the coolest two days I've had other than winning people for Jesus. This was crazy. There was giraffes everywhere, zebras everywhere. They had these like deer looking things called impalas. They lost their life. They were just a sacrifice, okay? Because there's these things called lions and they for real, they do not play. Did you know when a lion roars, he don't lift his head up, he puts it toward the ground. Because they said if a lion roars toward the ground and he does it right, which he can, you can hear the lion roar for three to five miles. His roar shakes the ground. No wonder Jesus says, I'm the lion of the tribe of Junior. When he roars, everybody feels it. They feel it. So I I showed up and not a lot of people get to see this. There was like a herd of impalas and they were in the wrong place at the right time for me. Because there was a group of lions who were hunting. And when they decided to attack, my driver goes, they're about to attack. They're about to attack. He says, look in those weeds. See those tall weeds? Look, 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 look. The back end of those brown weeds, it's moving. I said, what is that? He goes, it's the rear end of a lion. He's about to attack. All of a sudden, one lion just had to stick his head in the ground. And he roared and eight of them just took off after these impalas. Impalas started jumping, running. They were even screaming, help! But one poor brother could not get away. It was was the coolest thing I've ever seen. If you're with PETA, I don't know why you live in Alabama, but it's all right. God bless you, okay? But I didn't happen out of everything. Elephants with the horns covering the road. We had to wait for them. The driver's honking. I'm like, don't honk. They're elephants. They could kill us. This is their road, okay? Then it happened. We were heading back to the camp. We went over a hill on the right side where I was sitting. You could see a lake. It was beautiful. But I looked in front of us and there were 4,000 sheep running across the road. The shepherd was there and they were going down to the lake in the afternoon to drink. All of a sudden, as we came to a stop, behind us was another 6,000 sheep. It was a lot of bad. It was a lot of bad. It was so loud. Then we're surrounded by sheep and the shepherds knew the driver and they went to his church and we were shaking hands and I'm looking, I look down and I go, hey man, aren't y'all going to lose sheep up in this thing? Aren't you going to lose a sheep? And the one guy goes, no, we never lose sheep. It's simple. And I'll show you in a minute. And the driver looked at me and goes, Psalms 23. I said, the Lord is my shepherd. I should not want. He goes, yeah, you're about to get an illustration. 
About 10 minutes went by, five minutes, and now Freddie, one of the shepherds, goes, I got to go. Mama made meatloaf. So he goes, Reggie, watch this. Hey, go! 6,000 sheep went back and started following Freddie. The other one, come on, pastor, give me a whistle. Come on, have a help. That was it. 4,000 sheep started following him. Don't you get it today? When the Lord is your shepherd, you don't need nothing. And when the Lord is your shepherd, ain't no thing. No matter what the world screams at us, no matter what the world brings against us, if we just can hear the shepherd's voice, we can make it through anything, anytime, anywhere, any place. Because the Lord is my shepherd.